ready. I'm ready to do this. I'm excited to do this. This is episode 314 of No Laugh Track Podcast. I'm Justin Severson, the host. I was home here getting ready to do the podcast uh, earlier today, and the last thing I said I was sitting on the couch putting on my shoes and socks, and I was looking out the window. I have a little, uh, little patio there, some plants out there, and there's a metal little table, and I'm looking at it as I'm putting my sock on, and I went... Is that bent? You saw me? When did <laughs> and you then, see me? And then I chuckled to myself saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to go talk yeah, to yeah. Bent Washburn later today. For the episode 314, three, which is 3.14. 3.14. It's a podcast. Hey, this is the podcast. Wait a second. 3.14. How far, how many digits can you do 3 point to pi? Oh, that's it. That's I, it? I've, I've, yeah, I've topped off at 3.14. That's, that's it? <laughs> that's it. Yeah. I don't even know how to use that. I mean, I know how to do the little symbol. Oh. It's like, right? It looks like a Stonehenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but, I, were you saying you don't know what, uh, why, why we need pi? Well, I know we use it to calculate, like, circumference okay, and okay. volume okay. And, <laughs> and, and geometry. Yeah. I remember all that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's magic to me. It's That's ma- all magic. Yeah, I don't know I, how that – if I knew how that worked, I wouldn't be doing comedy. I, I hear you. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that really that, – that little true story I just told right. it really happened. I really was looking and said, is that bent? We're going to be doing a <laughs> and podcast. Then, and then I chuckled to myself. <laughs> it's that easy to make me laugh sometimes. Well, how are you? It's been uh, a year, year and a half. Yeah. year and a half, yeah. Oh, good. I'm doing well. I'm, I'm alive. I am now 53. Yeah. I think when I saw you last, I was 52. There you go. I had my thyroid removed. Oh. Right through here. You can see. Can you see the scar? It's not, not as visible now. Okay. For a while, you could really, it was all swollen and red. Mm. And it, this really happened. I go, the first time I went to the coffee shop and ordered a coffee, the barista forgot my order like instantly because they were staring at that so distracted. scar down on my neck kind of like it was like my cleavage it felt kind of like i know what a woman you know i don't know what totally what a woman but i do know what it's like to have someone's eyes just dart down uh-huh. constantly like what is going on with the giant slit in his neck was, oh no so yeah it did it, it, it was it was not it was not eventful just a, a lot they took my thyroid out where, where is it now where are you uh, keeping it somewhere you know you th- oh you know i never asked it's full of cysts so I'd assume, what do they do? Do they chop them up first, or do they bury them? Do they just, I don't know. just chuck them? I think they just chuckled. You know, thyroids. since we're two guys sitting here, and it's almost November, and that's the month where you know they're supposed to, you know, like uh, remind fellas to go see their doctor, right? Isn't For, that the, to get your thyroid? No, to that's get a prostate checked. Well, I think everything really. It's oh. about guys not, you know, being too uh, oh, is proud and afraid and everything to, to go, go to the doctor in and say, For anything. do that test. Yeah. You ever had that done? No. Where did we go there? Anyway, anyway, you're right. Yeah, it is November. Or it's almost. So, yeah. uh, so I just, we, let's get it out of the way. Why, how did you know something was wrong? Oh, for years, I started to notice a little lump on my thyroid, right on my Adam's apple. That you thyroid. could feel from the outside? And I could feel and see it at first. And I went and checked it, and it kept getting bigger. And then they did an ultrasound, and they said, oh, you've got a few cysts on there. And they did biopsies. With needles. They do live biopsies. You lay on your back, and then they put needles in your neck into each cyst and try to get a live sample. And I did that a few times. It was never cancer, but it kept getting bigger. Okay. It was getting hard to swallow. Yeah. So they took it out. Jeez Louise. All better now. 
Yeah, I'm fine. Well, yeah. you know, I'm 53, so no. <laughs> There's probably something else. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so my dad said, my dad said, I said, uh, I was complaining about health to okay. him, which is wrong because he's older than me, as dads are. Mm-hmm. And he's survived cancer, so he's had bad health. Mm-hmm. And I was saying, uh, I started complaining about this, and I, said, I thought, that's dumb. Your dad's been through way worse. He survived polio. He, and so I tried to back out. I said, but I guess it could be worse. He said, no, it will be worse. You, you know what I mean? It will be. It will be. Oh. It will. That's life, right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> right. It gets worse now. <laughs> I, I, I'd like to be more positive than that. No. No? No, we all die. No, no. Yeah. Okay. It's a downhill. Yeah. And then into the... Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Now, the last time you were here was, uh, <clears throat> as we said, about a year and a half ago, was episode mm-hmm. 233. Was it 233 that I was here? Okay. Yes. It was January of 2017, and I, I kind of found this interesting. Um that was the day, was it the day before or the day after the inauguration? Oh, was this? Yes. This was after Trump was yes. inaugurated. Yes. I think it was, I wrote it down here. Was it the day before? It was the day before or the day after? I suppose we and should know. And here we still are here. We're still here. No. We're still alive. We're but now alive. we're less than two weeks from the uh, midterms. Yeah, the It's mid-terms. just sort of interesting how this, uh, your appearances are right around these right big. Around these big elections. Yeah. Well, Yeah. I guess I, I, maybe I'm part of some false flag operation, <laughs> or a double false flag. I don't know. Just something. Something's up, obviously. Yeah. Seems kind of suspicious. Uh, are you saying pay no mind, or there might be a connection? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure there will be for someone, somewhere. <laughs> the way we can just, oh, that's, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Now, that's to, we had the bombings today, or not the bombings. Pipe bombs. The pipe bombs. Yeah. And immediately some people are saying, well, this looks like it's someone on the left trying to make it look like it's someone on the right. Mm-hmm. Which at first I thought, well, that's ridiculous. But then when I saw, I started reading, well, the pipes are pretty clumsy and, geez, it's pretty obvious, all the targets. And like, I guess this could be a lone wolf, seditious, horrible human. I suppose. That's doing it. it could be. Yeah. It could be. But then I thought, but wait, it's too obvious. Maybe it's a double false flag. Maybe it's a Republican trying to act like a Democrat who's trying, you know? Yeah. This seems like a movie. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is uh, either way, it really doesn't matter. It's a seditious. Mm -hmm. They're not a Democrat or a Republican. They're a seditious, arrogant. For sure. Human. Uh, Yeah. And what was the update? Uh, Robert De Niro? Yeah. (laughs) De Niro. Hmm. De Niro. Yeah, it's so funny. Just for being, I mean, no matter who, okay, no matter what side or who did it, the fact that he, so De Niro, not, not I mean, all of them. Just are, are, outspoken liberals or Democrats. Yeah. Democrats. I, 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 I. Well, either way, either way, it's a crazy, seditious. You have no experience with pipe bombs. You want to get that I on the record? I don't know any. I don't know how to make them. I've never, I don't, yeah, I've never wanted to blow anybody up ever. i Thought, you know, we've all thought of strangling someone I sure. think, at some point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a face that immediately came into mind for me. Oh, uh, really? Oh, yeah. I thought of murdering someone this year. Oh, no. But not, it, it's not like what you think. What happened? This is true. I'll be working on this material in the show tonight. But okay. It's a true story. Okay. I found a golden necklace. Or not necklace. It was an earring, but a big one. And it was 22 karat white gold. Just this big thing. So this is worth couple grand mm-hmm. and i found it on a cruise ship in the guest laundry and as soon as i found it i thought Ooh, i thought briefly like i should should i keep it i could keep this you know 
But then I hear someone to the side of me, though, <gasps> kind of gasp, and I look over, and uh, you know what I mean. <laughs> so what? Anyway, the point is, I did, I did, I took it to the lost and found. It okay. was the right thing to do because the passenger had seen me find it. That's this what damn it was witness. Right. Yes, that's what now. you want to say. <laughs> so yeah, so they see me. And then uh, they kind of, th- they startled me. So I looked at them, which then startled them. Uh-huh. So we had this moment where I think they thought, whoa, you know, and their eyes would go from the gold in my hand to my face, to the gold in my hand to my face, you know, like that. And it was, um, it was a weird moment. Like, are we going to split this? That's right. <laughs> are you going to kill us and keep it all? You know, yeah. that was it. And so I could see the fear in their face uh-huh. i wasn't thinking of murdering them until i could see them thinking of me thinking of murdering them <laughs> so i thought of it briefly they're really they were really old like it, pretty easy pretty easy to do it was a cruise ship i could have i don't know how you'd hide the body but the point is <laughs> I, I think of a great place to hide the body <laughs> over the side <laughs> yeah but they're gonna you know there's cameras everywhere i suppose <laughs> yeah and I, anyway it was interesting to find to have that moment of i'm gonna Am I going to kill? Kill? It was really... I mean, I wouldn't. What you're saying is is the witness did, in fact, make it to the end of the trip. Yes, totally. Totally. And and the earring was returned to the the desk, and then I would check every few hours to see if somebody (laughs) claimed it, because I know darn well, I know someone's going to keep that. And then, according to them, the people came and got the earring back. Oh, really? Yeah. You were told that it was claimed. Yeah, yeah, it was a claim. You know what? I was never specific. I should have said, was it claimed by the person who lost it? Right. Or is everybody behind the desk going to have a big white gold party? You know Uh, what I mean? Because they just sell it. So that was my experience on a cruise ship <laughs> with murder. Well, I didn't kill anybody, but... Isn't that, isn't that interesting? Look at it from that other person's perspective. Do you think they have any idea of how close they were? <laughs> oh, they know that they were not close at all. But, you know, they knew I was thinking it. It was so weird. We're going to split this? You're going to... It was so... It was such a weird moment to be... Yeah. I love that. Yeah. You Since you brought up the uh, cruise ships, how are those going? Good? Yeah, they're good. Besides I, almost finding... Finding a buried treasure and yeah. some laundry in the laundry. Yeah, finding that. Oh, they're good. They're they're difficult. They're really hard shows to do. They're very difficult. I'm working on the, some of the cruise lines with little older passengers, and uh, it's not a comedy club setting. They're theaters, and sometimes they're not always full, and you have to be very clean. How many like seats are you club. normally in a on a cruise ship show? It depends anywhere. Cruise ship show. The the ones I'm doing the theaters that the smallest would be like 700 seats. 600 oh, seats, that's maybe. That's substantial. Yeah, the Jeez. smallest is probably 600 seats. And the largest really? would seat that I'm doing would seat almost 2,000. Yeah. No, they're, they're huge theaters. There are 2,000-seat theaters on cruise ships? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, almost 2,000. These are, I think it's 1,900 that's on these. Holy Some crap. of these big, uh, I've been working celebrity ships. They're big ones. Uh-huh. They're, they're massive. Wow. What are you... Uh, are you still seeing sites that you haven't seen yet? Yeah. yeah. You know, you get to travel. I This summer, I went back and forth between Boston and Montreal, just over and over. Okay. And over and over and over and over. And uh, for nine weeks. <laughs> My son came on board with me for two of the weeks. But then I got to see Boston. I got to spend time in Bar Harbor. Okay. And uh, Halifax and Quebec City, which is gorgeous. Okay. Gorgeous Quebec City and Montreal, which is gorgeous, great. 
and uh, another one up there, Charlottesville, Charlatan, Charlotte. Anyway, so yeah, you see that, or I'll see. I've seen Argentina now and Paraguay, and went through the Panama Canal. Okay. Usually it's the Bahamas, though, which is pretty. It's gotten boring and dangerous. I didn't know. You There's lots of crime down there. I didn't. You know what? You would anger was. people saying that the Bahamas are boring. Yeah, yeah. I people that never get to go on vacation. Like, <laughs> I want to know. As, I want firsthand knowledge of that. <laughs> oh, you've got so many times you're bored. Well, every I want to go once. Same weather is warm yeah. and hot. Yeah, and there's an ocean and a beach. But it's to me, it's boring. I like the the culture, the architecture. Okay. And there's not there's not that in the Bahamas. I guess if you build it, it gets a hurricane comes in and like, nope, not today. Is that is that why you're saying it's dangerous? Oh no, there's lots of crime down there. Oh, I didn't even know it. I was wandering around these cities, and someone said, "Did you go?" I can't remember which one it was. I I went and wandered around, and like, whoa, you yeah, that's not. Probably a good idea, man. Wasn't it pretty common where these uh, cruise ships, uh, not dock, but anchor, whatever you call it, where, uh, and then they, you know people go off on their day excursions? Yeah. Isn't it sort of understood that there's kind of a perimeter that I tourists don't... should should stay in? Or is I it didn't just... know. Yeah. You know, and I think they go as groups, and they have yeah, they'll have these little tour groups. Yeah. And I didn't realize that you should probably not. You just watch, watch yourself. Like a murder, the murder rate in the Bahamas is something like 40, almost 40. No, it's probably 30 out of 100,000. I'm trying to remember the numbers. I've been going over the murder rate numbers for a bit I'm doing on murder. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's true. In fact, you know that big caravan's coming now. That's the other political story now is the caravan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's coming from the Honduras, which, by the way, I don't know if people know this, this this has been a thing going since 2011. Okay. Not, not this particular group, not necessarily this large, but they'll start out this large and they'll break up into smaller groups as they get closer, through, go through Mexico. And this has been a thing since 2011, but it's a midterm, so they're focusing on this <laughs> caravan. But uh, the point that I was going to say is that the murder rate down there is insane. Like if you look at El Salvador, Honduras, Mexico, those regions, that overall region, you're looking at almost like a 40, 50 murders per 100,000, <sighs> which is, that's worse than Southside Chicago. I was just going to say. the worst they... Ferguson area, Missouri. That's yeah. worse. That's way worse. In fact, if you look at it, getting murdered, if the murder rate's 40 out of 100,000, that's roughly then as dangerous as roofing, which is <laughs> the third most dangerous occupation is roofing. So tell people, think of that. Because you've been on your roof, right? It's scary. It's Absolutely, kind of... have I? Uh, you on those angled roofs? Bent. One of my one of my jobs I do now is paint is house painting. Oh, so you know it's dangerous. Yeah, roofs, ladders, second, roofing third story. is really sure. dangerous. Yeah, and so imagine if you're in the Honduras, that's what you're living on. It's like waking up on your roof. Only it's July because <laughs> it's like a hundred degrees and right. totally humid, and yeah. you just live up there. That's what it's like there. You, you live up there, and then someone shoots you. I say that's what it's like in the Honduras. So anyway, that's why they're coming is my point, I think. I think they're just – it's not nice down there now. Yeah, I would do everything I can to avoid that. Yeah. 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 And uh, anyway, they have been for a while. I don't, I'm not, I don't know how they're going to fix it. I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 if either of us had that answer. 
no one would listen to it. <laughs> what, 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 why does it matter if you have an answer? Surely you know this by now. That's, that's the last thing anybody wants is an answer. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, no. This Good is- point. You know, the only people that I, I had, there's still one person that cares about my answers to things, and that's my youngest daughter. Other than that. Oh, really? Well, How yeah. old is she? 10. Okay, when she's 15, she won't. Then oh. it'll be, you know what I mean? That age. Well, I know because my 12-year-old is already oh, there. Oh, all right, already there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's why I said okay. it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have one left. One left. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yesterday was my, uh, th- I think like you, second marriage, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, third y- wedding ever- anniversary for me was yesterday. Oh, yeah, all yeah. right, great. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, so, like I said, I have one one female in my life that still cares. Still about. cares. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my daughter is, uh, my youngest is seven. So she still, but my son's 13. He's kind of starting to like, mm, he, you know, he'll like question and push, which is good. How was, uh, how was having him on the cruise ship? That was fun. Yeah? I enjoyed. Otherwise, it's just me alone with all these other older couples. And it's just... Well, what's a normal day? If like uh, when you go out on a cru- on one of these cruise ships for uh, to do comedy, how long are you on the ship? I usually I'm only there maybe six, seven days. Six, usually. seven days at the most. Okay, yeah. and well, what's the av- what's an average day for you? Then? Uh, how do you I'll, fill your day? I will wake up uh, too early. I'll want to sleep in, but I can't. So then I'll wake up and then I'll I'll make my own coffee because the coffee there's horrible. Oh. So that usually takes me about. 30 minutes to go upstairs. Well, first I take my thyroid medicine, and then I'll go upstairs. <laughs> That's first, the first thing, thyroid medicine. My doctor, your doctor called me and said, find a really <laughs> sneaky way to ask, ask him if him he's if staying he's on top <laughs> of the medicine. So Yeah, I take good, my thyroid pill. Good job. Okay, continue. And then I will make coffee. I, I bring my own ground coffee onto the ship, oh. and I have a little arrow press, and I have to go up to the... The whatever the buffet, mm-hmm. get hot water, bring it back. I have to, it's a whole operation, so it takes about thirty minutes. But then I still have an entire day to use. <laughs> yeah, and usually the the ship I'm not. I'm only going to have probably one night during that week where I do shows. If I'm lucky, two nights. So then you're just sitting there. You don't have an immediate show, and then the show you're prepping for, it's all material I've done before. Mm-hmm. It's all the greatest hits that you compile mm-hmm. and put together. These clean shows, the most universal I can get. And uh, so that's different, too. You know what I mean? Like, if I get heavy into these writing processes, my brain somehow knows, like, you're not going to use this for six months. Let's oh. do this later. I really do believe that's the problem, and it's been very hard. Interesting. So that's why weeks at Acme are so amazing, because I, I'm doing comedy again. I'm, I've got, like, this backlog of premises and ideas, this huge backlog. Yeah. And so now I'm trying to churn through them and finish them and pound them out and get them done and recorded. So, so I when, I, like, when I uh, walked up today, when I saw you in the club here, in yeah. the restaurant area, you had a notebook out that was oh, yeah. full of writing. Yeah, we even had a few pages. I think I saw a bunch of half baked stuff. That's yeah. so. That's so that's a notebook you carry around all the time. Yeah. Have you been looking at it recently? That's one of them. Yeah. Yeah. I've been going over that one. That one's for this week and the last few weeks where I've been just like trying to put together these disparate ideas and get them in. You know. Okay. Form a, so I should the the plan. I'll record tonight, tomorrow night, Saturday night, and then I'll edit together. Uh, hopefully funny, but admittedly a half-baked material. <laughs> and 
but uh, you know, and then just release it and get it out there again. That's I'm not into doing really high quality and recording that. I want I want it to be that's something new. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've seen you here at Acme with lights and oh yeah, that was uh, that was a different thing. Some of that yeah, because I did that DVD here, whole person mm-hmm. about when was that four years ago. And that was more. That was mostly finished material with a little bit of rough material. Okay. To hold it together. Okay. So now you're saying whatever you're recording this week, you at Acme, you want to put out how exactly? Yeah, a, a CD. A CD. Just a CD. Not. I'll, I'll have tape to do put clips online, but it's going to be a CD. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and it's. I don't know. I'll just embrace the nature of what it is. Like if someone downloads it, I'll let them know. Like, look, this isn't. This is. <laughs> you're gonna hear just organic, just comedy. You know, it's not gonna be perfectly pull- polished gems. Okay, that's for sure. Now I'm pulling up something that I saw you put on Facebook yesterday. Mm. It says, here's a link to my CD, Bent Over in Europe. Yeah. Recorded back in 2012 when I was living in Germany. It's only available here or after my comedy club shows. For those who saw me on Dry Bar Comedy, which I want to talk about, or on a cruise ship, you can understand this CD isn't exactly clean. It's a bit racy, a bit of bathroom humor mixed in with some dark history and religion jokes. Yeah. It also has a very small editing glitch, but don't let that stop you from downloading it now. Download it now. Yeah. Download my whole person DVD because it is currently ten dollars to download. Okay. Okay, ten bucks, which is, if you think about it, twice as much as a typical download. But you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mine's worth twice as much already. And I love a deal. I'm gonna double the price next month. So if you get it now, see what I mean? Uh-huh. It's really going up in value more than the stock market. <laughs> it's a good investment. In fact. I am going to quadruple the price by the end of the year. I can guarantee you a 400% return Wow! on my DVD if you download it before uh, January. Would this be a good thing to buy my children as a, something to you know hold on to later in life and sort of an yeah, investment? Yeah, to retire from. Retire yeah. from? Oh, yeah. yeah. I promise that I will just keep raising. I'm going to raise the value. By about 400% next year. Okay. And then I'm just going to hold it at a steady 6% increase. I think that's rational. Sure. Forever. Just forever. Like regardless of, I guarantee you that the price of the DVD will go up 6%. Okay. <laughs> that's it. And I don't think most stocks aren't willing to do, you know? Oh, heavens no. No, no, no. Financial tools. I've got a little stuff uh, invested and it's up dropped and considerably down and in up the last week. and down. Yeah, mostly Mine, down. Mine's just going to, I'm going to keep raising the price. <laughs> I learned this marketing technique uh, from the famous painter of light, Thomas Kincaid. Uh huh. You remember him? You go into his gallery. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah. And they would show you the piece of paper that showed how much this painting cost 10 years ago and how much it cost today. And you go, my goodness, you're right. This is an amazing investment. I and can't walk out of here without buy a painting. those paintings because uh-huh. they would show how it's gone up in price. Yeah, right there in the store, on paper. Yeah, like and it would be like multiple colored. So I'm doing the same technique with my DVD whole person. Brilliant. I think. Yeah. As someone uh, with a, a background in art, you have a history or art history degree. Art, art, fine art, painting. fine art. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
What do you think about Banksy in that whole stunt he oh, did yeah. a couple of weeks ago with the uh, painting on canvas? That was my favorite thing he's done. Really? I think they should do that with all of his stuff. Okay. <laughs> the, well, I like, okay, he can be clever, and I get that, and that's fun. Mm-hmm. But the execution of him and stuff for me is it doesn't float my boat much. Okay. Maybe it's because since I'm doing in the field of comedy and like the verbal equivalent of what she does visually, does that make sense? Okay, yeah. A lot of it I think like, you know, I could I could uh look at the Banksy painting or I can think of twenty or thirty comedians I could listen to their album and get, I think, a more impactful, better more meaningful uh uh, commentary on yeah. culture call, okay. and on everything. Mm-hmm. Whereas his are kind of, I don't know, he doesn't do it for me. But that one was, I thought that was funny. That was really funny. That was good. Good work. Good work, Banksy. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah. I love the fact that they, uh, that the shredder's built into the frame. Yeah. But yeah. yet, you know, and people are looking at it that it's bigger than a normal frame and still just, they could be told, like, ah, it's just part of the art. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. just part of the piece. And then you go, oh, okay, yeah, sure, of course it is. And it is. The thing is, that's probably his most valuable piece. The right. person that has that, oh, yeah, they're going to now take that whole thing and put it in a larger glass frame. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's a museum piece. Did Huge you one. did you hear that... Uh, Apparently, he said that it was it wasn't supposed to stop. That that really was a malfunction, oh, yeah? and that in all the testing, the dry runs, it went through every time. Yeah. Well, and, this is better. And shredded the whole thing. Oh, the I agree. Acc- in art, that's always the way it is. The accident's always better. That then the the gadget breaks. That's perfect. Sure. And then it turns on him, and he wanted, but no. Now you just made it way more valuable, and there's nothing. Yeah. I saw a thing this morning. It was a uh, you know Halloween's less than a week from now, and I saw a picture someone posted. It was um, last minute Halloween costume idea, and it was someone had put on their own version of that Banksy painting on oh, a yeah? T-shirt, oh, and then shredded the bottom half of the T-shirt. Oh. <laughs> huh? And then no pants. Perfect. <laughs> and then no. Perfect. (laughs) I don't know if the picture went that far. Oh, okay. Well, good. (laughs) My son, this is what my son's doing. He's just at the age where he doesn't understand. Uh, He's 13. Mm -hmm. So sexuality's around the corner. Puberty's just, you know, it's close. Sure. But it's just starting to get there. For Halloween, he picked out his own costume and is a giant just pink Unitard, just a full body pink unitard. And Kelly's like, Did you see his costume? Because basically, he wants to go trick or treating as a naked man. I mean, that's what it looks like. Uh-huh. I'm like, Ian. <laughs> ah. So now I got to have some conversation. You know, this is going to be weird. Like, no, you can't. I don't, it's just weird. It's just like, it's a full body suit that covers his hands, his feet, everything, but it's just pink with just the. Mm-hmm. Have you seen these? Oh yeah. What they, is that supposed to I be? I don't know. I've uh, there's a it's they have been around for several years now, and what a is, lot of a lot of guys his age, uh, teens and preteens, been wearing are wearing those, wearing them to sporting events. No. You'll, oh yeah. No. You'll see them uh, like the uh, Minnesota Golden Gophers when they're when they're playing basketball. You'll yeah. see you know the guys that are waving their arms, trying to try to throw the guy pink. off. They're doing, all just full pink. Doing the th- free throws. Yeah, there'll be like four guys in those. Will full... they draw like nipples on the chest? And no, genitalia. Just, just no. Just okay. Little, yeah, there'll be there'll be like a guy in a green one, a guy in a white one, a guy in a purple yeah, his one. His is pink. Pink. But it's like a little too close to a flesh pink. Sure. Like a sunburned. 
Uh-huh. It's like, oh, uh-huh. oh, no, no. What are you doing with that? You know? And I'm glad Kelly told me because I would have seen that in his closet. And like, what is he sneaking into nudist colonies or something? <laughs> What's he doing with this? Right? It's creepy. Yeah. I, I saw this thing. It was a... Uh, it was a list of things that you shouldn't, um, what was it, lists you shouldn't say to people on Halloween, around Halloween, I think it was it. I'm going to pull it up here. Ah, okay. Um, this brings us to the Megyn Kelly debacle. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know. It's yeah, she all... lost her, the show's done. She lost her job, or not the show, but she lost her job. They Did announced. she lose her job? Yeah. Wow. Uh, here's the thing. It said, um, five uh, Halloween rules everyone should follow, and one of them is don't, don't do not guess what someone's costume is unless you know what it is and that could be a major problem for your son if people guessing what he is and what are you a naked man yeah no i'm a naked boy <laughs> uh, it's, it's just weird to are dress you a crayon up. no i'm a naked, <laughs> naked boy for him to dress up as a naked boy and then go to the house and ask for the candy like there's uh augie you smith. should be arrested yeah augie smith used to talk about like halloween for the pedophiles is such it's almost like a frame job like whoa what are you doing in my house oh, no. of course i have candy but i can't give it to you <laughs> yeah augie has a great i'm not doing it justice augie smith oh such a funny bit <laughs> anyway when are kids too old to go out and trick-or-treat do you have an opinion on that you know i don't i've never I've always just left it up to them. I mean, I'd be worried about him if he—he's thirteen now. Well, look at it from the, look at it from the person standing at the door giving away the candy. Do you want to see a sixteen-year-old at the door going <clears throat> trick or treat? No, no. Okay. Well, and I'd be—I think a lot of his puberty is what does it. When when the boner arrives, it's over. I mean, everything's over for us as parents. They're not going to hear anything uh-uh. we say. Right. It's like we have. I have maybe a, one more year to just try to influence him and put information into his head. Uh-huh. And then once that kicks in, there's not, I've, they're not going to hear anything. Then you're right? out of the picture for like 10 years. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. No, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's the great flaw in the education system, which I didn't understand. I, when, I, when I was growing up in grade school, middle school, junior high, I never studied. We didn't, did you ever do homework at that age? Uh, I did, yeah. Wow. I was See, I'd, nothing. You were a good student? I was a good student. Mm-hmm. Not a thing. Nothing. And and then I thought, well, I think my mom thought, well, he'll, my mom thought, he, he'll start studying in high school because she didn't understand puberty in men. She really didn't. She had five boys. She had no clue. Hmm. Okay. That no, when that, when the boner arrives, it's over. Yeah. So really, sophomore, junior, senior, really difficult, I think, to teach Kids, men and boys and girls. Oh, for sure. Because of hormones and the social development. True? Yeah. I couldn't imagine being a teacher trying to wrangle people that age to try to pay attention. I can't when all they really want to do is touch each other. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's Uh just insane. (laughs) Completely. My daughter, uh, my 12-year-old. Is, uh, you know, their school is having, the middle school is having the li- a little dance tomorrow mm-hmm. after school. And then uh, 
And then afterwards, my daughter's like, well, then, you know, I'm going to meet my friends there. And then afterwards, you know, uh, we're going to spend the night at somebody's house. And I went, oh, I've Ooh, seen this movie. Yeah, I, I know. know. You knew immediately. Yeah. You go to Audrey's house. Audrey tells her parents you're going to to mom's house. Your other yeah. friends is you're going to. Yeah, I get that. I get and that. And then you all go somewhere. Right. That's not at anybody's house. And she said, why do you say that, Dad? Did you do that? And I went, oh. Not in, I said, not when no. I was in seventh grade, I didn't. I, but I saw many movies that's with right. this device in it. I uh-huh. mean, that's old. It's yeah. old. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, I have that fear. But uh, no, I think she's, um, I think it's changed. And now the plan is the dance and then staying at my ex-wife's, you know, mom's house. So. For sure. So, mom. <sighs> Please. Just give me one more night. Yeah, of... not though. I'm going to stay at the friends. Uh-huh. Uh, no. Yeah. But I said that to my, uh, to my wife. Ashley, I said that to her, and she's like, no, in junior high, and, and my wife, uh, it was, she just told me, I didn't know her when she was in high school, she was a free spirit and got into some trouble. Well, it's like my wife now, Kelly, and, and yeah, she, she was, my wife was crazy in high school. So it was interesting when I brought this up to her last night, she said, no, in junior high, no, when I, when I told my mom that I was going to go to the dance and then go to someone's house, we actually did go to that person's house. That's what she said. Yeah, I'm gonna, so yeah, it just my, changed a few years after my that. My wife, Kelly, no. no. My wife, Kelly, was caught in freshman English with a rum and coke. Oh, okay. Yeah. that's It's just crazy. Like, <laughs> the things she did, you did what? Like, because I was so, I was the other planet. Uh-huh. The other planet. Yeah. I mean, I had to sneak just a Coke, no rum, just a Coke. Just something <laughs> right. I would sneak. Growing up Mormon, you couldn't have. The caffeine. Yeah, our parents could drink. Our family treated it like Coke was like wine for the rest of the secular or other religious world. In uh-huh. my family. Like mom and dad would drink Coke and Diet Coke, but that wasn't for kids. You're Crazy. not old enough for Coke. Crazy. So you would get a root beer uh-huh. <laughs> that might be a Coke. So you'd walk by and they'd is that is that Coke? No, it's a root beer. And then they'd take it and they'd taste it. Okay, okay, you're fine. So that's what... <laughs> He kept an eye on that. Yeah. Well, meanwhile, my wife's doing rum and cokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, do I, is that is that is that whiskey I smell on your breath? Is that Coca Cola Coke. I smell <laughs> on your breath? Come here, breathe. No, nope. <laughs> they can't. Yeah, can't do the breath test. I uh, when I had the um, the radio job, there was a saleswoman. This is I don't know, like twelve years ago. Saleswoman for one of the radio stations I worked at was writing a writing a, an ad, a radio ad, for a local bar. And she was listing some of their specials, like, come in Thursdays for ladies' night, a rum and Coke for, you know, $3 or whatever. Yeah. In the script that she wrote out, rum and Coke was R-U-M-M-I-N. Rum and Coke. A rum and Coke. Rum and Coke. She didn't know... I. Fully believe she did not know it was, it was rum, rum and, and coke. coke. She just thought it was a rum. She and thought coke. it was just like a you know maybe like a, a word. Yeah, like a word. Like rummin's a word. Like it's maybe a brand. <laughs> a, 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 I want a rum and coke. She never read it. She just heard it and then ordered it uh-huh. after hearing it. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> rum coke. I. It's super. I'm not a comedian, so I can say a super hacky thing right now. She was blonde. So when people say eh, blonde, was she no, blonde? No, no. Yes, she was blonde. This one would fit the case. Yeah, this this one would fit that stereotype. Real, real actual blonde? Per, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Rum and Coke. Rum and Coke. R-U-M-M-I-N. Rum. I knew a very ditzy brunette in college. Very ditzy. Mm-hmm. 
we were decorating for some student activity. Oh, this was the weirdest thing. And then uh, we blew up a bunch of balloons. We are going to put them on the floor. And we see her over there, and she's putting strings on the balloons that are just blunt. Not, there's no helium. No. You understand? No. I'm not kidding. And she had a whole bunch of strings on there. And we just came, what are you doing? Well, I'm putting the strings on here, and then we'll attach those to the stage, and they'll... And then she realized what she'd been doing for 30, 40 minutes. Like, oh, ha, 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 ha. We're like, oh, wow. Wow. Oh, no. <laughs> Oopsie. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. Oopsie. She was brunette, so. Okay. All right. And I myself used to be brown and as ditzy as oh, things I do. <laughs> yeah. Just stupid stuff. Yeah. Did you, uh, what were some, some of the things you dressed up as for Halloween? Do you remember? Um, you know, I've oh, there's been, not some Mormon rule against been, Halloween. Oh yeah, no, it was just always last minute. Well, you're gonna you you can be a scarecrow or a hobo, and it's because and that's what we called it back then, a hobo. And I'm old enough to have been a hobo a for hobo. Christ- yeah. Christmas. Yeah, was, I, I, I took it a different way. I was a hobo for <laughs> Christmas, <laughs> not for Halloween. <laughs> I dress up as a hobo for Christmas. <laughs> Go over there and hit the eggnog. That's a whole different story. <laughs> yeah, that is. <laughs> no, I would. Uh, uh, it was. Uh, it seems like I remember always just being either. It was something you could just do with a straw hat and. Yeah. It'd, it'd be a, a hobo. I did a scarecrow, and then ghost. We had some ponchos that we had gotten when we traveled to Mexico. So I'd I would dress up. Is this? Am I gonna get in Megyn Kelly trouble? Careful a Mexican. Now. I would dress up as a Mexican. How, how far did it go past the poncho? Oh, everything. You would just do, you dress up as a, Mex, a, a Mexican. Did like you draw a little, a little mustache? Bandito. Oh, did, yeah. You, you draw a mustache. mustache. Yeah, we did that. And Sombrero? Uh, I would lose my job. If I was famous, I'd lose my job. <laughs> you yeah. are off the last hour of today. as a Done. <laughs> Effective immediately. I'm in trouble. She's in trouble. She was, what would they say? She is, that's what I noticed is the wording. that The New York Times article said it was racially insensitive. Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't racist. It was racially insensitive. It was her talking about when we were young, when, well, you can't dress up like a character. And I have to admit, I knew a lot of kids back in the 80s. I bet you did too. White kids that dressed up as Michael Jackson. Pretty common. Yeah. Yeah, they had the jacket and the glove. Mm-hmm. But there was no... Well, he was kind of white-ish. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, the, you know what I mean? You just get the and the wig. They That's true. Wig. You, you would just say, I'm present day Michael Jackson. Yeah. We have the same skin yeah. color. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was pretty common. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. Anyway, she got, yeah, she's fired. Mm hmm. Wow. Yeah. I've got to keep up with the, what they need this. The, you know what we need? We need like an SJW periodical come out every quarter just to kind of update my generation on this is what you don't say this, watch that, you know, because it changes. Really doesn't. It changes so fast. It was, well, how about Enlightenment you, used not... to take centuries. Enlightenment used to take centuries. Yeah, Literally, we we argued about abolition of slavery for I don't know how many hundred years, hundreds of years, and then fi- okay, we won't do it. I mean, racism wasn't even a word until 1902. I've looked that up. Okay, but we were racist for centuries. Yeah, so, see what I mean? Enlightenment takes a lot more time, and. uh that's the one thing I'll have a problem with. A social justice warrior, a young one especially, spouts off these principles of enlightenment like they thought of them. No, 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 no. Listen, those were taught to you. We, it took centuries 
to come up with those ideas. Yeah. Centuries. That's why I'm, all, I'm always okay with judging someone according to the enlightenment levels of their time. Okay. But not, that's we don't fair, go back in time. We don't go back to Jefferson and go, well, he, well, he, he that's a whole different set of rules. Mm-hmm. And he, frankly, laid a lot of the groundwork that you're using to condemn him. So, no. How was this for you then? Come, like you know, going back to your notebook of uh, yeah. three quarters ideas or half yeah. ideas, doing most of your or, or not. I don't maybe I don't know if it's most or not, but a lot of your uh, work is on cruise ships. Yeah, doing, as you're saying, the best of. Yeah, to not necessarily uh, comedy fans, just people are going yeah. to a show. Then switching that to a comedy club where it yeah. is comedy fans coming. Yeah, and you're trying to do new material. Very different. Yeah, and, and the political correctness thing is way different. Mm-hmm. Whole different, but the clubs very PC, but in a different way. On a cruise ship, it's you better not do anything political. If you say one, they're probably seventy percent Trump supporters on those ships. Really, I never thought about that. Yeah, it's older generation. Okay, probably easily seventy percent. And I just don't do anything political. Yeah, Uh, it it will. You'll get fired. And it's rude, too, on a ship. I mean, everyone's trapped together on the ship, and then you bring up politics in front of all of them? I mean, who would do that? You know, I wouldn't do that at a table in the buffet with six people, let <laughs> alone, point. oh, I got 1,600 people. Let's bring up politics. You know, that's stupid. Yeah, so very good I don't point. bring it up at all. But even in the clubs, I'm very, I'm very careful because it's just so – it's become hackneyed and divisive, plus the te- late-night TVs. They're doing it. They already got it done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is tricky. It's really tricky to answer your question. Going back and forth, really hard. Uh, I do want to bring up one thing about uh, Trump, only because I listened back to the last the episode 233 that oh, we yeah, did together. Yeah. And at one point you called Trump America's rectal thermometer. Yeah. Is that a I thing do. you've stuck with? I, I do. I don't say it anymore, but I do think he is. Okay. I do. I think he's... He gets blamed for things that he didn't do. He's a symptom of who we are. I really think he's a symptom of who we are. Uh, he's a reality TV show star because we love reality TV show stars. And you need this notoriety and fame to plug into the media to place. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're easily manipulated right now by fear and anger. Really easily. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I don't think he started that. I think he taps into it and he exacerbates it on purpose to gain a political advantage. Absolutely. But he did not start that. That's been going. He's made it worse, but it has been. Mm-hmm. That damn fear. That's that how it. he won. If, that's, if those conditions weren't already there on the ground, he wouldn't have won. Great point. If we were civil, he's gone. <laughs> he's gone as soon as he grabs on tape. It's over. Yeah. But obviously that was a big moment when I was like, oh, my goodness. Okay. People are much angrier than I thought they were. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. So, yeah, he's a rectal. rectal (laughs) But I'm not above saying that there's some things that he's done that uh, have worked out well. I mean, it's hard to argue against the lower unemployment. Mm -hmm. Very low. I just saw that statistic again this morning. It's a great statistic. You should be happy about that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's directly a result of... The tax cuts and the deregulation. Now, do am I in favor of all of that? Not necessarily, because there's an $800 billion deficit. That, I think, is idiotic yeah. during an economic boom to be running an 
billion, sorry, $800 billion deficit. But, you know what I mean? The things that he does well, I was like, well, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. If, if the economies were in the, if the wages would go up now, the wages need to go up. Oh, well. Gone up? Dave, you, you, there's it a. It crept up a little bit. The, one of the, I just saw there's a, one of the guys that's running for governor of Minnesota. His, one of his big things is $15 minimum. Hmm. Now, they need to go up naturally. It seems like if the unemployment goes down, there's got to be a point where the employers go, like, oh, we're going to have to. Yeah. They're going to start poaching the better. Surely. I could be wrong. I'm no economist. Yeah, I'm not either. I am. But an it does kind of scare me if everybody's making. If everyone's no. making a good living, then I, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to be able to afford it. Well, that's that I how I feel. So. I honestly feel, and honestly, I was just at Einstein's bagel, and you know what? We have a problem. We have a problem with overemployment in this country. Half those people were overemployed. They should not be there. Yeah. It was, Maddening. <laughs> the guy mean? I was with, he waited 45 minutes for his Diet Coke. Okay. I'm not joking. Yeah. And he had to keep, and they were just, just, and there was just a few of them like, oh, you're just, we can see you. We can see you did not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Just kind of putzing around. <laughs> it was nuts. And if you say they get a living wage, no, 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 no. No. Well, one of those people was not placed in charge of Diet Coke. That was the yeah. problem. They yeah. were in charge yeah, that's of right. poppy seeds or... Or, or yeah. pretending to be... In, or pretending. It yeah. was nuts. Yeah, I know there's debates back and forth on that. And I do get bothered when people act like there isn't a debate. That's what I'll hear. That's where I start getting annoyed, when people act like that one side or the other has zero merit. No, no, no yeah, there's no, that's points. The case. Yep. People have points. And everybody's have different priorities and fears, different temperaments, right down to our bones. I want to bring up something before we run out of time here. Uh, you have a, you, something that's changed for you since the last time you were here is now you're co-hosting a podcast. Yeah, with Tim. Yeah, where you get to Tim do stuff like this and give yeah. opinions on stuff. And, yeah, except yeah. it's not face to face. We have to just do it over the phone. Well, that's I was going to say that at the beginning. Yeah. Is that is this weird for you to look at me? It's easier. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish Tim and I could. It would be way easier. I bet you. Always, so you have to do them over Skype or yeah, just the phone. Sometimes I'm on a ship, mm-hmm. and we'll pick three topics. Ten minutes each topic, and we kind of honestly, one will be slightly political. Yeah, rule of three podcast yeah, for people that don't rule know. Rule of three, and then one will be slightly political, and one will just be kind of like a uh, a silly, interesting story in the news, and then one will be something from our personal life. Mm-hmm. And we really kind of steer kind of away from politics in a way, because he and I agree on a lot of things, but we don't agree on some things, and I think there's plenty of there's plenty of disagreement political. Sure. So why not just spend some time on the common ground? I think that would help us. If if you had to spend time with each side talking about baseball and your kids or maybe hate baseball, <laughs> soccer, whatever you like, you know what I mean? Then you would develop all these common connections. Oh, I completely agree. And then when you started talking about politics, there would be an element of trust when that person started to share with you their fears, like what they're afraid of. Yes. And then you would listen instead of that to being what the, the first thing you know about them. Yeah. Absolutely. And then instead of being this thing where, oh, I'm going to turn on the TV and this guy in a suit is going to tell me what my neighbor thinks. Mm-hmm. He's going to tell me what he thinks. In his from his skewed, highly partisan point of view, he's going to tell me what all half of the country thinks. It's bullshit. Right. It is bullshit. And it goes this both they fire back and forth. But if we just talked this is my 
ridiculous pipe. It's not going to happen. <laughs> but if we shared each other's fears and listened to them, then we could help either one if their fears aren't rational, which often they aren't. I mean, why do we assume our fears are rational? That's that's irrational. Yeah. So you get subjective input from someone who doesn't have the phobia to talk you off the cliff is the way it's supposed to work. Or the person listening to you realizes, oh, my God, that is a cliff. This is dangerous. You know, it goes both ways. Yeah. But instead, that's not what we do. We get polarized and we it's a mess. What are you so you've been doing the podcast with Tim for a little while? Yeah, about a year, a little over a year. Yeah. What are you getting out of it? Just talking to him mm-hmm. from now. We're not uh, we don't we don't have a ton of listeners. We're not famous. <laughs> but uh, I also get a chance to work out sometimes ideas or premises and I'm starting to do cartoons. Yes. So with each podcast, I'll release a, a cartoon, a panel cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. You just start. I heard that you just started that yeah. last couple episodes, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm working on a strip. I want to do a cartoon strip. It would be of two two homeless men in Washington D.C. and a cockroach, and they just on this one corner, an actual corner of D.C. is between uh, the the Congress, the uh, the uh, Capitol building, and uh, the American Indian Museum. Okay. There's a corner there. And they, they just talk about different issues and things in the news. And like, I mean, you know, I still have to do my first strip. I've got it all laid out, but like maybe they would talk about the Megyn Kelly thing. Mm-hmm. There's two, it's a, a, a white guy and a black guy, and they'll talk about this stuff. They're homeless. And a cockroach will pitch in. <laughs> so that's my idea. So I'm going to work. That's what I'll do on the ship. Okay. Coming full circle. Yeah. Because I can do that on a ship. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Are you. After the shows this week, are you selling anything after the shows? Just to people? my DVD, just whole the person, DVD. okay, and my uh, CD, uh, bent over in Europe. Okay, that's it. Are there any more uh, bent uh, puns in your back pocket for future? You know, I've got bent out of shape that I still need to burn. Okay, I got to do bent out of shape. Uh, uh, one of the guys gave me an idea, Bob Brizendine. He's a comedian, magician. Uh, bent here, done that. I think I'm going to do that because I'm starting to gather material about these different places I see on cruise ships. Yeah. So bent here, done that. Right? I like that. That'll be interesting. Uh huh. Different cultural things I bump into. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, let's see. Is there anything? Oh, I do want to, that dry bar comedy. That's another thing. Oh yeah, yeah. That, uh, on my Facebook, it's constantly It pops there, up it? every time between you and Tommy Ryman and yeah, other Tommy's comedians. On there. Yeah, Mary Max on there. Mary Max. A lot of local yes. Minneapolis. Um, Jesse Campbell, isn't she around here? Or is she Milwaukee? I thought she's Wisconsin. Yeah, I know that name. I don't, I anyway, don't know Jesse. Uh, yeah, there's a bunch. And then a bunch of comics who come through Acme. David Crow mm-hmm. and uh, Kermit Apio. Yes, Kermit. When Dry Bar Comedy was started, it's out of Utah, and it's from VidAngel, those people who did that automatic editing. Like you could sign up for the service, then you could watch a rated R movie, and they would just automatically basically flush out all the swear words. It's kind of like they're managing your remote for you. That's the way they got through the courts because they were getting sued. And they said, look, you can do this with your remote. We're just doing that for you. Oh, that's how they won the case. Because sure, I didn't Disney know any stopped of that. them. Disney put a hold on them because Disney does that. Sure. And then their their argument back was like, "Well, look, you everybody has a remote. Everybody, everybody. They can DVR all of this content, and they can go fast forward. We're just doing it for them. That's all. Okay. So, yeah. And the court said, mm, "Yeah, that's a 
good enough. Okay. So those guys, anyway, when Disney stopped their production, I from Utah originally, they called me and said, we want to do comedy specials because they were desperate to make content and, and use their database of people. Oh. So that's when they started doing clean comedy specials, and now they've got like several hundred of them. Okay. I think they've taped, well, maybe 60 or 70. They've taped 60 or 70 clean comedy specials. And you went and taped that I just taped for one, them? Just for them. Yeah. So it's a compilation of my older stuff, and it's uh, clean and 40 minutes of clean comedy. Okay. I drive our comedy. I yeah. talked to Tommy Ryman real briefly, not on the podcast about mm-hmm. this, about a month or so ago. He was in town. Something stands out in my head that there was, is there, is there something unique about how they recorded it or the day they recorded or anything? Or? There, you know, they do a different set for everybody. They'll strike the set and put a whole new set. And you just do two shows one night. And they tape them both and they edit them together. Okay. It's really high quality uh, production value. And the really audience is. is a paying? Local. No, they're just all local people who come to see the show. But it's Provo, Utah, which is, they like it clean. That's where I ran into problems because even my clean stuff plays with the idea of being Mormon but married to a Catholic and not being a good Mormon. Mm-hmm. And some, some people in Provo don't want to hear mm-hmm. about you married a Catholic? That's not, you're an apostate, you know, and then it, most of them are fine, but mm-hmm. enough of them, it triggers this doubt spiral in their head and it just mm. kind of, so mine was okay. Okay. I didn't love it. You didn't love it. <laughs> no. I, I appreciate the honesty. Sure. It works. You can go there and download it if you want. Clean comedy. Last thing I want to ask you about. Yeah. Are you paying attention at all to the World Series going on right oh, now? Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, I said Boston, what, last night? Second one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't really care who wins. Okay. I'm a Nationals fan. I've oh. I'm a Nationals. Yeah. Because I live there now. Do you go to games? Yeah. I go to the occasional game, and uh, I really enjoy it. I've, I've started enjoying baseball after Trump was elected. I think it goes together. It's just like, you know, I don't, I'll watch something else. <laughs> Does that make sense? That's how bad it's gotten. I'm watching baseball. Yeah, except that my team is so awful that I've For I've sure. never spent the twins. The twins. I've never spent oh, yeah. le. I've never spent less of my time on the twins than I have in the last year of my life. Because it was from just the time so I became a baseball fan in you know elementary school up until today. This last year, I've never spent less of my attention. Wow, just not because it was just so. They're so awful. There's no hope. Going. No hope. They, by the way, they did just announce a new manager today, oh, so okay. maybe things are changing. I yeah, don't, I don't know, maybe. but that just happened know. a few hours. If it's before like we came everything here. else, it won't matter. I want to. Here's what. Here's what I was getting to, though. Yeah. Uh, so uh, they have. A, they run a promotion. I think it's been going on the last couple of years in the World Series. Taco Bell. Someone steals a base. Then, like a week or so after the World Series ends, if someone steals a base, I think in Game One or whatever during the World Series. If you go to Taco Bell a few weeks after, there's a, they pick a day. Free tacos for everybody. Free tacos if they steal a base. Yeah. Well, it someone stole like a base. Oh, Mookie yeah. Betts stole a base game one. Everyone's already earned a free taco. Just like that. Just like that. So thank you, Mookie Betts. If he steals, if he could steal 20 or 30 bases, do you know the kind of hunger relief? There's a lot of, you know what I mean? Food insecure people. That could go. It's not exactly food, but it's close. They could go there, right? Uh, well, he just, it's he's stealing the bases. I think they. Li- I think they ended at one. No, I think the promotions like they oh. could steal twenty more bases, and it's you're still going to get your one. Unfortunately, because honestly, I think both teams should have agreed. Hey, let's all just steal enough bases to score ten runs. 
Right. You know, just in the first inning, we're just going to do this. You guys do it. We'll do They'll it. They'll be on the hook. Mm-hmm. They would have been on the hook for to round in those bases, like for 400 free tacos for everybody. Taco Bell out of business, right? Uh-huh. Game starts at a 10-10 tie after one inning. Yeah, right? So you'd break that record, highest scoring World Series ever. <laughs> yeah, that would have been I, I, I like missed that. opportunity. So uh, it's, I like that you said that. There's a guy who plays for the Red Sox, Brock Holt. Mm-hmm. Um. He's not excited about them winning, the everybody getting the free taco. Why? Yeah, he said, I haven't eaten Taco Bell in probably 10 years. So, yeah, I'll probably stay away from the free tacos. I'll let everyone else get it. Oh, good for you, bro. I'm going to stay away from Taco Bell because you'll end up on the toilet all night. Oh, good for you, Brock. <laughs> I love them. But he's saying that as, you know, they're one of the yeah. big, one of the big hugest sponsors. sponsors. And he's, uh, <laughs> he's shitting. Point. He's kind of shitting at them. Yeah. Pun intended. Yeah, yeah. he is. <laughs> He's got a point. Yeah. But you know what, Brock? Some of us, you know, yeah. would be happy. They they gave him a chance to like kind of uh, retract, try to retract. Wanna, retraction? Did he, he basically doubled down. Did he? What did he say? And then? he said, "You know what? I just yeah. That's I guess right. I'll take my son, and he can get it. I'm a Chipotle guy." Oh, yeah. He doesn't understand that Chipotle has a <laughs> reputation, right? Well, he is a connoisseur of shit food. Uh huh. So you know, <laughs> one thing you can say about Brock is he's really all baseball and not much anything else. Not so. yet. No. Yeah. no. Uh huh. Well, I think we did it. I think we covered it. We did it. We 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 nailed it. We did the pie ca- cast. We did the pie cast. Three point one four pie cast. Thank you very much, Bent. And uh, good to be here. People definitely need to come out and see you here uh, when you're recording this weekend. Yeah, I'm recording this weekend. Come out and hear some. Like I'm going to be pounding out some half baked. I'm talking to the audience. But that was weird. We were in the empty showroom. You and looked, did you see you, me look out to, the, to all the people who aren't there mm-hmm. and talk to them? Will there is there are there currently any poop jokes in your act? Usually I do. Usually I have poop jokes, That's what but I, I don't think I have any in this one. Mm. Could you oh, throw one in? I could, I'll try. I bet I will. <laughs> Perfect. Bet I will. <laughs> all right.